I always wanted to be a cheerleader, but it took war to make me one. I was an underemployed filmmaker living in Montreal, cash poor but living a beautiful life because Montreal is a city where you can do that. It's a city filled with cafes and music and public parks and politics and people speaking French and English at the same time. This was back when 9-11 was still raw and Bush was thinking about invading Iraq. Montreal was furious about this whole thing, partly because we were Canada, practically America, but with no say in the matter. And I was furious about the whole world situation, and I was restless because I was between gigs and didn't have work to consume me. Now, Montreal is a city where if you are a restless person who has always wanted to be a cheerleader, and you hear about a big anti-war march coming up, and you say to your friends, should we all be cheerleaders at the protest? They say, mais oui, bien sûr, vive la révolution. Cynthia, Stephanie, Mark, and Paul said yes. I will tell you something about me and cheerleaders. In high school, it had been rumored that they, the cheerleaders, had sex all the time. <laughs> at that point, I was years away from even going out on a date. It had been rumored that they, the cheerleaders, had soft noses from doing too much cocaine. I had never even had a sip of beer because I spent my after-school hours at debate tournaments, hauling around a suitcase full of hypothetical legal briefs. <laughs> yeah. They were cheerleaders, universally loved, and I was a mathlete. I was a mathlete with permed bangs. <laughs> I did not like who I was, and the truth is, my desire to be like them, the cheerleaders, my desire to be desired like they were desired had never really gone away, which is how I came to suggest to Paul, Mark, Stephanie, and Cynthia that we should all be cheerleaders for a day. None of us had ever cheered or even spoken with a cheerleader. My friends were all French Montrealers, and I was, well, me. But we were filmmakers. We knew how to make a scene. <laughs> Cynthia found some cheers on the internet. We scheduled rehearsals. Paul came up with moves that we thought were magnifique. Somebody had the bright idea that as a finale, the girls could turn their backs to the audience, bend over, and flip up our skirts. Our underpants would carry a message we would make our bottoms into billboards. So I ran around town spending money I didn't have on decaled panties and snappy matching cheerleading outfits. This was exactly like low-budget independent filmmaking. I was in my element. And this was my big chance to be a cheerleader. We practiced. Our routine was très bon. Our outfits très chic. The day of the march came. Now. I am an introvert. My sister scoffed when I came out to her, as shy as did my best friend, but it's true. Even standing here in front of all of you now, I'm an introvert and I was terrified about cheering. But once I put on my sky blue wig, once I was mini-skirted and made up, once I had grasped a blue pom-pom in each of my hands, I was ready. I understood the power of a uniform. 
you're no longer yourself. You are whatever the clothing says you are. You can do things that you would never otherwise do. Like when I went up to the protest organizer and asked if we might be squeezed into the performance schedule. There were 250,000 people at this rally. <laughs> yeah. We had all marched, or in our case cheered, down the street to a huge square where there was a big stage upon which local celebrities were decrying the evils of war. And suddenly our cheerleading squad was mounting the steps to that big stage. Suddenly we were in front of a quarter million people. Our moves were synchronized. Our pom-poms were perfect, our voices loud and clear and amplified by a huge speaker system across the entire downtown core of Montreal. And when we got to the end, the guys stepped aside and the three of us girls spun around, bent over, and flipped up our miniskirts so that the bright blue words on our bright white undies could be read if not in person, then on the giant rock concert video screen <laughs> hanging above our heads. Cynthia had no, Stephanie had a la, and me, I had guerre. I had war written boldly across my ass. I had war on my ass because none of the other girls would have it, but Together, our message was clear, non à la guerre. The crowd went wild, they loved us, they loved me, I was desired, or at least I had a whole lot of people I didn't know looking briefly at my tush. <laughs> and at the end of that day, we cheerleaders all went and had loads of sex and snorted blow. <laughs> Mais non, we had hot chocolate and went to bed early. President Bush did not obey our underpants. <laughs> but protest is morally necessary, even when politically futile. And my day as a cheerleader opened me up to having a louder voice. I may no longer have my blue wig or my pom-poms, but I embrace my inner cheerleader, which has allowed me to also embrace that part of myself that I once resented that earnest debate girl trudging around with her suitcase full of quiet facts. Thank you. <laughs>